Hi folks, welcome to the Keep Singing Podcast, Postmortem Edition. I'm your host, Sunny, also known as Dynamic Symmetry on Tumblr and Twitter and many other places. And this is the recap for episode six of The Walking Dead, Who Are You Now? I'm, I'm just gonna jump into it, cause fuck. I have a lot to say about this episode. Pretty much none of it is good. Uh, so if you liked this episode, you might want to jump off here because this is just going to frustrate you. Whatever. Reasonable people can disagree. I actually don't think reasonable people can disagree on this specific point, but uh, yeah, I have uh, I have I have things to say. Um, among other things, I want to say that I think that this is probably going to be the last one of these. Uh, unless something really crazy happens in an upcoming episode, and I really feel like that there's a recap that I have to do that where, wherein I will say something that is really worth saying. I, I This may be a snap judgment after only one episode, but I, I've honestly been feeling like this for the last couple of episodes. And I mean, the fact is I would really just like to get back to the stuff that I really enjoyed, frankly, more than this. I have a problem with this show right now. I've, I have a number of problems with it, and they've they've been they've been going on since the beginning of the season. Although there have been individual parts of episodes, and even individual episodes that I liked. Uh, I want to get back to doing the Rambling Dead. I want to get back to doing my recap of the show, going all the way back to season one. I still haven't finished season one, and I'd like to do that. I want to get back to reading fic. I only have a certain amount of time to devote to this podcast. I'm trying to start up my other podcast, Gone, and I'm editing a novel, and I'm working on other short fiction, and I'm trying to finish my dissertation, and I'm trying to write a game. And all of this stuff is stuff that I get paid for, except for the fandom podcast stuff, and I want to leave time for that. So I think that given that I don't anticipate enjoying doing these very much for the rest of the season, I'm gonna go ahead and get back to other stuff. So if you've really been liking these, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll still be doing my live blogs, I'll still be answering in stuff in my inbox, but I think that I might just stop doing recaps at least for a while. Given that, let's go ahead and get into some of why I feel that way. Okay, th this is going to be, like always, this is going to be rambling. It might be more rambling than normal because unlike most times, I don't have a bunch of notes with specific topics I want to hit. There are a lot of individual points, uh, stuff about Magnus Group, which I actually liked. I, I just want to throw that in there. Like, I liked Magnus Group and I like the addition of them into the show, although I think that this cast is still too fucking big. Um, there's there's a lot of individual stuff that I'm just not going to talk about. Not going to talk about Ezekiel and Carol very much, even though they are one of the few things that went on that made me really happy. Not really going to do much to touch on Aaron and his kid, because that also made me super happy, although I'd like to trim his beard. Mostly I'm going to be talking about how this just is a different show now, and I don't like the show that it is. Again, I'm basing all of this on one episode, except I am also basing it on the whole season so far. Although the problems that I saw in this episode were not quite so significant in all of the episodes to this point. The problem is the time jump. That is the root of the problem. And I, the time jump happened, the time jump, I'm not entirely sure why both time jumps happened. I, I, I kind of get a sense of why the first one happened. They wanted to kind of reboot everything and they wanted to skip a lot of stuff and start with other things. Like I think they just wanted to have Maggie have a baby and I think they just wanted to have a bunch of fields planted and all that other bullshit. But this time jump uh, baffles me. And really the only thing I can think of to justify it is that they wanted grown-up Judas. And somebody uh, left a message in my inbox earlier uh, that I, I wholeheartedly agree with. They, they fucked. I'll, t I'll talk a little bit in in shortly about Carl's death and about how I feel about it. I've talked about that before. Uh, I was not necessarily off the uh, train when Carl died because although it's not the decision that I would have made, I thought it was well written and I thought that it was true to the show, and true to the themes of the show. That said, Carl's death has resulted in problems that I suspected might happen, but did in fact not entirely foresee. 
And I think that the fact that Carl is gone, but they need somebody to fill Carl's role, and really the only person they've got to do that is Judith, that is one of the reasons why they jumped as far as they did. And it was a bad mistake. It was a big fucking problem. So let's let's talk about some of why. Back when the, the initial time jump at the beginning of the season happened, I pointed out some of the problems inherent in it, among other things being that they were having a lot of conversations and talking about a lot of things and running into a lot of problems that they would have run into a few months in, a few months after the war, not over a year. It, it felt very... It felt very weird and very, like a lot of the notes were false. One of the important things about a time jump, this is crucial if you're going to do it well and pull it off, is that if, if you jump time, you have to have a sense inherent in the writing and you have to get that sense across efficiently of how much has changed in that time period. And generally speaking, one of the big problems with the initial time jump at the beginning of the season is that they did not convey a sense that very much happened. Like, they they delivered about five, six months of development, but they made it take over a year. And and this... this I, I didn't quite articulate a lot of this stuff to myself, although I, I did get some of it. One one of the problems that really came out last night is that... And, and this is big and not fixable and not comforting. It's a worrying problem. I get the very distinct sense that these writers don't know how time works, which is kind of a basic thing that you need to understand if you're a writer. Like, you need to have a good sense of how many things are likely to change in a year a year and a half, five years. The time jumps that they've done up until the beginning of season nine have been small enough that they have not run into this problem. Uh, A few weeks, a couple of months. Not very much is going to change in that time period. I mean, think back to you a couple of months ago. Think think back to you at the beginning of the summer. Uh, Although we live in a world that is just, just tumbling headlong into lots and lots and lots of changes that happen so rapid fire we barely have time to process it. You as a person and your individual life, unless you went through an incredibly dramatic experience in the last few months, probably not very much has changed for you in your life. Probably for the most part, you are the same person you were. You have the same day-to-day experience that you do. Your job is probably the same unless you had to change jobs. And even then, you probably kind of went to a very similar job than you had before. That's normally how these things work. Your financial situation probably isn't radically different. Your relationships probably aren't radically different. Maybe you went through a breakup or something or you had a falling out with a friend. But for the most part, everything is pretty much the same for you. So a time jump, like if, if somebody was telling the story of your life and they time jumped a few months that they wouldn't have to convey very much in the sense of change because there wouldn't be very much of a change to talk about. That's fine. That's not really a problem. However, think back to you a year and a half ago. Now, I don't know about you. A lot in my life is still pretty much the same as it was a year and a half ago, but there are a number of really core ways in which things have changed. I am in a very different state of mind than I was in a lot of respects a year and a half ago. Uh, a lot about my professional life has changed. Some of it's moved forward, some of it's moved back. A lot of my day-to-day experience isn't very different, but there there are some really key elements that are not the same. And if somebody was going to do a, chime, a time jump for me of a year and a half, there, there would be things that they would have to take into account and would have to be careful to show. Not necessarily in a big info dump or a big flashback, but they, they would have to show it somehow. And one of the problems I think here is that when society is mostly stable and not very much is changing in the world around you day to day, your life is not going to change very much. But imagine a situation of of social collapse where you have to rebuild a lot of things, uh, where people are dying on a relatively routine basis. Nobody fucking died in a year and a half? Really? Oh, that's just so fucking stupid, you guys. It's just so stupid and unrealistic. It kills me. It's not not the biggest problem with this, but it, it fucking kills me. 
So people are dying on a regular basis. Maggie's having a baby. They're they're tilling the soil. They're building a windmill. They're in contact with, jo by the way, what's happened with Georgie? Like, are they still in contact with her? What happened with her in five years? What the fuck went happening? What, what happened there? We, we have no idea. Nobody's talking about it. It's just, it's just a big black box and I have no faith that they will even address it. But like a lot of stuff was changing in that year and a half. But they were having conversations and fights and conflicts and problems that would have been problems within the first few months. They just would have been. And they were making it seem like, like I said before, we got about five to six months absolute maximum of change and development thrown into about a year and a year and a half of space. It felt wrong. It felt so wrong. The notes were so false. Every time somebody would have a problem or somebody would be having a conversation about something, it, it, it just, it ate away at me. It drove me low-key mad that these were conversations and problems that they should have had already. And it's like, what were you doing in that year and a half? It made it seem like it was just, everything was just stagnant. Like nothing was happening. Maggie had a baby, but how did that change her? We got no sense of that. Having a baby, having a child, especially the child of your dead husband, that is a life-altering experience. We got no sense of that. Maggie was essentially the same person that she was at the very end of season eight. We got no sense of how Daryl had changed. He, he went off and became the leader of a community, essentially. That is just crazy for Daryl to do. But we got no real sense of how that changed him. He just seemed kind of exasperated. Rick was in, like, the first really long-term relationship he'd ever had since Lori. And how was he feeling about that? I don't know. He seemed happy, but, like, we got, we got nothing. We got nothing to give me an idea of what had happened in that year and a half, aside from just some very surface-level things. That was bad writing. Like, I just don't know any other way to say it. It was bad writing. It was a bad foundation laid for everything that came after. And I was, in some respects, able to overlook it, especially when things started to actually happen on screen relatively quickly. But it was never not a problem. And it was always going to be a problem. And it was a problem that they could not fix. And I just kind of resigned myself to that, you know. But, but back when I heard that we were going to have another time jump and that it was going to be a much longer one, I got a sinking feeling in my stomach because I was like, they're, they're, there's, they have created an insurmountable problem for themselves. There's no way they're going to be able to make this work. Not with how this show is written. That these writers are, I mean, I think they're very good in a lot of respects. But you know what? I'm not good at everything. There are some things I'm very good at. I'm good at dialogue. I'm good at sense of place. I'm good at I'm good at prose. I'm I'm good at imagery. I'm good at I think I'm really good at writing characters. I'm not very good at world building. And I'm never going to be very good at world building. It's just not a high stat for me. Uh, a friend of mine at World Fantasy this this past couple weekends ago talked about writing in terms of stats, like RPG stats. Sorry, this is a weird aside, but I think that's an incredibly useful way to think about it. Like if you're like it, like if you're like the writer equivalent of a rogue, like you're going to have high dexterity, and you're not necessarily going to have high charisma, and you know you're going to have all of the stats that enable you to be a good rogue. But there are a lot of other things. Like your strength stat is not going to be particularly high, and that's fine. It doesn't need to be. So if you're a certain kind of writer, some some stats are going to be higher and some stats are going to be lower and that's okay. You just have to recognize that some of, the, some of your stats are low and those are things you're going to have to write around or try to accommodate as, as best you can. Don't try to be that kind of writer, just try to make the most of the stats that you've got. These writers are good at some things. Their stats are high in some, thing, in some areas. They are low in others. And one of the ways in which they're low is, is world building is establishing how things work on a foundational level. And another way that another way in which they're not very strong, and this is something we've seen we've seen this since the beginning of the show, they're not very good at creating a sense of time. Like you just you don't they things happen too slowly, but they happen so slowly that you're not entirely sure how many days have passed? Has it been a couple weeks? Like there is still a lot of disagreement, I think, among among Bethel fandom about how long Daryl and Beth were actually out there in the woods together. I personally don't think it was more than a week. 
Like, I, I just don't, I didn't get a sense that it was more than a week or so. Maybe two at the absolute outside, but I think it was only a few days. A lot of people disagree with me on that, but I think that the evidence backs me up. However, after seeing how, how, how they kind of just blocked out this massive length of time and not very much appears to have happened in it, I don't know. Maybe they were out there for three months. I don't fucking know. Like... I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them to effectively convey a sense of time anymore. And I shouldn't have before. The, the time jump between season two and season three is like, I mean, you get a sense that things were just kind of a daily grind and I, I don't know, I guess it worked okay. But you know, there's a lot of shit that should have happened there to change these people that we didn't really get a sense of in any sense. And, and, I'm sorry, I'm, like I said, I'm not being very coherent here, but I have so many feelings and opinions about it. Bottom line, these writers are not good at time. And when I saw that they were going to do a jump this size, I was like, fuck, this might kill the show for me. Not the deaths of major characters, not even Beth's death, not, not poor writing choices, not Negan. This might be what kills the show for me because it's just going to be so bad. And it's going to be a problem that is at the very core. It's going to affect everything else. It's going to affect every choice. It's going to affect all the characterization. It's going to affect individual scenes. It's going to affect conversations. It's going to affect development going forward. It's going to affect all of the stuff that is in their surroundings. It's going to affect like just mechanics of things, logistics. It's going to be a problem that creates a problem that affects every component of this show. That is what I thought months ago. And I didn't want to be right. And I was. I hated what we saw last night, for the most part. Like, individual parts, like I said, I liked. Just about everything else I fucking hated. I do not like this show right now. And I think I don't like it for reasons that a lot of people wouldn't have. It seems like a lot of this fandom cares about stuff that happens with characters. It cares about who dies, cares about who lives, cares about who gets together and who doesn't. I, I get that. I care about that shit too. But what I care about most, and like, you don't have to be a writer to care about this kind of stuff, but given that I am and given that I edit professionally, I think that I'm primed, you know? It's not that I'm a better person or a smarter person, but I'm just primed to notice this stuff more and to have it bother me more. So... Like, this is what's killing me. There, there, there are things like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to approach this in like a, a, a reasonable way. So let's, let's dig into some of the specifics. Like the relationship between Gabe and Rosita. First of all, where the fuck did that come from? That makes no sense. I, I've never been super about Rosita and Eugene. I know that's what happens in the comics, I, I think. They work better together. They've got history. They actually have some chemistry. There's there's a, an interesting little like conflict that would serve as a, a, a kind of a cool foundation for a relationship. They just and and every time they're on screen together, it seems better. They make more sense as a couple. I don't know what the fuck Gabe is doing with her. Like, where did that come from? What was the foundation for that? People are complaining about, like, people in Carol fandom are complaining about Ezekiel and Carol coming out of nowhere. It completely did not. You want to see an example of a relationship that comes out of fucking nowhere with no foundation? Yeah, Gabe and Rosita. And the thing is, they could have maybe sold that if they had showed some of the development of it, if they had showed when they first started to kind of notice each other, when they first started to, you know, maybe they had some experiences on runs or something, or, or just any kind of work where they started to feel like they kind of meshed as people. Maybe they formed a friendship first, and they started kind of talking to each other and getting to know each other, and that would have that would have made some sense. Like, I think you could have written that. It would have been a crack ship, but you could have done it. We got none of that. The writers were just like, okay, they're together now. You guys are, are with us, right? You're with this. No, because you didn't earn it. Because you jumped so far forward in time that you completely erased any possibility that you would earn it. You're just telling me that something happened and you're expecting me to go along with it. And no, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not hard to please, but you have to earn something from me. You have to prove to me that this works. I'm just, I'm gesturing a lot, by the way. I'm like talking with my hands super crazy on this like very visual meeting of, of a podcast. You, you have to prove to me that something works. Just give me something. Give me some reason to go along with you. I'm I, I'll I'll jump into like I'll jump into a crackship relationship with, with hot porn and fan fiction. But you can't ask me to do that in canon. 
You just can't. The rules are different and the rules matter. They really do. So that was like, I think, a really quintessential example of the problem. Now, I think some of the other problem there is, I I said on Tumblr, I don't think they really know what to do with Gabriel. And I think that's one of the reasons why they're kind of tossing him at random characters like spaghetti against a wall, trying to see what sticks. It really feels like flailing to me. It feels like they don't know what they're doing. But it was, they could have, they could have done that. My point is they could have they could have made it work. It might not have fully convinced me, but they could have made it work, and they didn't even fucking try. And it just it smacked of clumsiness and laziness, and and it just left me feeling confused and like it really unmoored. Like I don't even fully understand the world that we're in anymore. Uh, stuff like Michonne you know, still being in in like mourning black and still having a really rough time dealing with Rick's loss, like. Like, I'm going to make the Rashon people mad here, and I'm sorry, I love that ship, but in five years, she would have gotten over it. Like, not completely. She would miss him every day, and and I think that she would still be going to his 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 symbolic grave and talking to him and, and having really bad days where she missed him a lot. But in five years, especially in a world like this, where they get over things very quickly because they have to. Like, think about all the losses they've suffered and how relatively quickly they've moved on because they don't have a choice, because it's a survival situation, because you're working day to day just to stay alive. And their their situation is a little more stable than it was. They're building a community and clearly people are not dying every day. But she still, I think, would have been so busy and would have been working so hard and would have been raising a child. And yes, the child would remind her of Rick every day, but she would be doing stuff that would have helped her move past it. If it had been a couple of years, I would have bought it. It would have been been something I would have been along for the ride for. But five years and she's still not over it? Especially given that she's Michonne? I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, that's not realistic. It's not in character for her. And it doesn't make any sense for how human beings fucking work in this world. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't track. Not remotely, it doesn't track. Daryl has been living out in the woods for five years and nothing has changed with him except he's a little dirtier. Do you have any idea how, how much living in the woods alone for five years can fucking change you? Has he seen anybody during that time? Does he go back to the communities periodically to trade? Is this the first time he's seen Carol in, in all that time? Has, has she visited him periodically? She clearly seems to know where he is. But like, what's been going on with him? How has him being a hermit changed him? Is he just kind of like lonelier? Is he a little more taciturn? So far he doesn't, like we haven't seen him do more than like fish and stab walkers and smile, which is fucking weird. He's like, he's recovered enough to smile, which we haven't seen him do in like years, but he's also fucked off to the woods and hasn't come home yet. Excuse me? And like that, so that doesn't make any sense. We've got no sense of how that's changed him. And, and another another key element that really struck me as a big problem is the saviors, the remnants. Of, by the way, what's happened to Sanctuary? Are the people in Sanctuary just kind of living in the other communities now? But the, the saviors who rebelled and ran away, this is not a big space. Of, this, is, this is not a large section of land. This is not a large geographical area in which they're all living. It's just, it's not. So the sense I got very strongly was that that was the first time in like five, six years. It's, I've heard like it's almost more like six years. Fucking hell. That that was the first time in all those years that they'd run into the saviors. Really? You're telling me that they wouldn't, the saviors wouldn't have attempted some kind of raid, that they wouldn't have kind of become bandits in the wilderness who attack, you know, kind of, kind of move from place to place so they're never caught, but they attack, you know, they, they attack people moving from community to community and maybe they do late night raids on communities. Maybe they steal crops. Maybe they, they uh, attack animals, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. That would make a lot of sense. But you get the sense that this is the first time they've seen each other in years. And how does that work, guys? How does that remotely fucking work? It's just not feasible. It never would happen. But you you really get the feeling. I think they're really trying to to give you the idea that they haven't seen each other in that long. And there's there's no 
it's it, they could have given us sense in a couple lines of dialogue like oh it's you again like what stealing cattle wasn't enough for you like they could have done in a couple of dialogues in a, in a couple lines of dialogue they could have could have given us an idea of that that these people are bandits now that they're doing raids on on they're doing raids on communities that they're making themselves a general nuisance and they're kind of dangerous but also kind of they're just an annoyance and but the the communities haven't really been able to wipe them out that that's interesting and realistic and that that within 5 years that probably would have happened and it also would have been a relatively stable state of affairs especially if they weren't quite dangerous enough to make the communities go out and make a serious effort to hunt them down or, or maybe they could have they could have like made a reference to the communities trying to hunt them down and have not having been able to and aha you're so clever you've been able to evade us all this time you think you're so great it would have taken like a couple lines a couple lines of dialogue could have fixed this problem for the most part but they didn't bother with it not that i heard by the way i should also note that i actually my attention kind of drifted some last night partly because i was so irritated that i was doing a lot of blogging but also because i, I just kind of Myself not caring very much like I just didn't really care so that's a problem honestly like even even Maggie not me well okay I'll talk about Maggie in a minute but even even Michonne's baby like even the kid like all of a sudden he's just there and we didn't see anything about that but like I would have really wanted to see her pregnancy I wanted to see her discovering that she was pregnant what a moment that must have been for her. My God, her, her being pregnant, her, her experiencing, like imagine what it means to Michonne to be a mother. She's been one before and it, it hurt her. Like the scene where she's holding Judith in, in the prison and she's just breaking down because she is reconnecting with that part of herself that she shut off because she was so damaged. And then she kind of allowed herself to have a, first a friend and then a son in Carl. And she kind of accepted Judith as her, as her daughter. And now here she is having another baby of her own. And that must have just been world moving for her. It must have been both shattering and exulting at, at, at once. She must have just felt so different. It must have been such a moment moment of revelation and where everything changed of her and finally she has you know she's lost Rick but she has this part of him still and we skipped all of that we skipped her giving birth we skipped her holding her 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 son for the first time he's just there and it's cute but it's fucking stupid I'm sorry people who are happy about Rashawn baby it's fucking stupid and it doesn't fucking work and I hate it like, it didn't make me happy. It just made me more angry because it made me think of all of what we didn't see. All of what the show couldn't be bothered to show. We just didn't get it. And I know that that's kind of what fan fiction's for. But a show should... It's like, it's like how any, anything that includes heavy world building, you should not have to dig into extraneous information, into ex like encyclopedias or, or wikis online. You shouldn't have to dig into that stuff to have the show make, have the story make sense. Like a, a good example of, uh, of a, a thing that does this is the Mass Effect series, which is just incredibly deep in terms of the world building. If you want to dig into the codex and, and read all the stuff about history and planets and everything, you can do that, and it will deepen your understanding of what's going on, but you don't have to. You can ignore all of that if you want to and just play the damn game, and the game still makes sense and is still compelling and is still fun, and you still love the characters. I'm a completist, so I read everything, but you don't have to do that. Uh, in Skyrim, which is just fucking high fantasy bullshit with all this stuff, like, I never played any of the other Elder Scrolls games before Skyrim. I never did. I, I kind of wanted to play Oblivion, but I never did. And I didn't, I did read all the books in Skyrim, which I don't recommend, uh, but I did. I read all of the fucking books in Skyrim. So they gave me a ton of background, but you know what? I didn't have to do that. I could have just played the game and collected butterflies and been an alchemist and been a, been a cat alchemist in the woods. And I could have done that. And it would have been, it would have been totally good. Like I would have gotten a sense of what I was doing without all the fucking books. So Skyrim does that really well. Although it doesn't do other things so good. It took an arrow in the knee, but it, it, like, this show is not doing that. There is, I have so many questions that they have not made any attempt to answer, and I assume that they will make some attempt to do that in subsequent episodes. The problem is now we're having the whispers, and they're not going to have very much time to do that unless they do some bottle episodes, which I really don't think they're going to do. 
And they really, if they wanted to grab the audience and bring them up to speed and bring them back into this this new show in many respects that like Rick is not part of, at least for now, because I do think he'll come back, they needed to get a lot of that across and they didn't. They just fucking didn't. This, I, this is... This is what it really comes down to at, at the core, I think. And it, it kind of goes back to what I talked about at the beginning of a hundred years ago, where they gave us about, a, they gave us a couple of years of development and told us that it happened over the course of five, six years. They not, it, you, you might say that, oh, the problem that you're going to have with a five, six year time jump is that the show is going to be so different that you're not going to, you're going to have lost touch with all the characters you care about. And you're going to have, that it's not going to be the same show and you're not going to, you're not going to connect with it for that reason. That would have been better. The problem was that it didn't change enough. The problem was that they told me five, six years had passed, but it was all the same. And it, they, if they were going to commit to a five, six year time jump, they should have changed everything. You could do that and still have everybody be recognizable. You really could. Lots of other writers have done that. But they they just, like it was the same show as it was last week. Just five, six years thrown in and they didn't do anything to convince me that five to six years have passed. Like I said, if, if you had shown me the cold opening, you hadn't shown me Carol's stupid wig. I guess I'm coming around on the wig, but it's not very good. Neither is Michonne's. If you had showed me all of that without Carol's stupid wig, and you asked me how much time had passed, I would have said two years at the absolute outside. There's just no way it was more than that. But it was. That right there is a, like, if you, just, just that question the answer I would have given if you had posed that question, that is like right away, right away. That is an indication of the problem. So it just, it just fucking, just to jump, like I said, I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry. This is just a giant rant. Just to jump back to Rosita and Gabe's relationship and how Eugene is clearly still sweet on her. And he's, he's like kind of trying to trying to convince her to come around and maybe going out with him. However you go out in the zombie apocalypse, you don't really date in the zombie apocalypse, don't think. But like how the, the, the weird stilted conversation he was having with her, you are telling me that in five years, he has never had that conversation with her. I mean, a, a, a key problem here is that we don't know when Rosita and Gabe got together. We don't know if it was five years ago. We don't know if it was four, three, two, one, last week. We don't know when it happened. We have no sense of how close they actually are, of what their history was. We didn't see any of it develop. So we don't fucking know when this happened or how. So like if it happened last week, or even a couple of months ago, Eugene having this weird conversation with Rosita about how he's still sweet on her and maybe she would want to go out with him instead. Like, that makes some sense. But if they got together years ago, you are not telling me seriously that that conversation would not have happened earlier. You are not telling me seriously that, that uh, Eugene wouldn't have kind of moved on and accepted that they were just really committed to each other. Even Eugene, you're seriously not telling me he wouldn't have done that because he would. Because any human being would do that. But... It, because I didn't have a good sense of how long Rosita and Gabe had been together, that conversation just didn't work for me because I was like, how, what is the context? What is the fucking context for this conversation? And I don't know because they didn't even try to tell me what it was. One of the effects that this had is that there were parts of last night because all of the notes were so false and because it was all very clumsy and because I didn't have context, good context for any of it, one of the effects of that was that while individual parts of it were really well written and felt like the show to me, mostly, again, Magda's crew, felt that felt like the show to me. The rest of the show, the rest of that episode, from the overall from the overall sense of the plot and the flow down to individual conversations between characters. Like, not to put down fan fiction, guys, I write fan fiction. But you know how you read fan fiction written by, by like, someone who's maybe 16, 17. And again, I want to emphasize, I was a 16, 17-year-old fan fiction writer. You're not going to write anything particularly good at 16, 17. You know, you're just not. It, it might be passable. But you're an inexperienced writer at 16 or 17. You just you just are, even if you've been telling stories since you were a child, and I had. 
That did not mean that what I was writing as a teenager was really good. It wasn't. It, it Writing is a skill. It's a talent, but it's a skill. And it's a skill you have to cultivate, and it takes years to do. So what last night felt like was fan fiction by a kind of inexperienced writer. It felt like I was, it felt like I was not watching canon. It felt like I was watching iffy fan fiction. There have been a lot of choices that this show has made that I have not agreed with. There have been a lot of things that have done that have made me angry. There have been a lot of things that I think have been mistakes and there have been a lot of false steps. God knows I have no particular love for a lot of the all out war storyline. Although some things in it I really love, like when it goes full Mad Max and it does at several points. But there, there has never been a time, never in eight seasons of this show, there has never been a time where it felt wrong, where it felt like it just wasn't the show anymore. And not only was it not the show anymore, but it wasn't a very good show because it was still the show. Like again, if it had been completely different, that, that would have been actually kind of okay. It, like, it, I've been like, well, it's not the show anymore, but you know, everything is very different. Makes sense. It's been five, six years. Rick is gone. Everything is going to feel very different. Things last night didn't feel different. Like, I really want to draw a sharp distinction between those things. They didn't feel different. They felt wrong. And different would have been okay. Wrong is bad. Wrong is very, very bad. Everything, just about everything last night felt like it was coming out of a different show. It did not feel canonical. And that, again, is, I think, a problem that's not going to be fixable. Uh, they, I might be able to get past it. I don't think I'm going to stop watching the show. I think I'm going to keep watching because I do still fucking care about what happens to these people, I suppose, even though I kind of... God, at this point, I think I'm kind of going to be like, well, boy, isn't it a shame it ended after season eight? Well, we got eight seasons. Good run. It's more than a lot of shows get. I, I still... You know, it is canon. It doesn't feel like canon, but it is canon. And to that extent, I guess I still kind of care about what happens. I definitely care about what's going on with Rick. But yeah, yeah, it just, uh, it doesn't. Oh, just jumping back to something else. Another fucking question I have. What happened to Maggie? Like, I, it's not that I think that it's a problem necessarily that l last week was her last episode, at least in this season, because I do think she's probably going to come back in season 10. It's not that last week was her last episode. I didn't love that. I didn't love that we didn't really get a chance to say goodbye to her. But I would have been okay with that. But they had to hit the ground running with her. They had to tell me right off, okay, by the way, here's what happened to Maggie. When they were talking about going to Hilltop, and oh boy, it just isn't the same since Maggie left. You know, I wish we, it, when she finally went to Georgie, boy, that was rough. We haven't heard from her or anything. We haven't heard from Georgie either. Isn't that kind of strange? They could have done that. It would have taken a couple lines of dialogue. But instead, Maggie's just a big fucking mystery. And I'm sure they're going to tell us in the next few episodes, what happened, but they needed to tell us last night and they didn't. And I don't know why, except I don't know, they forgot. They're trying to be mysterious, but it's not working. I, oh fuck, I don't know guys. I don't know. Nothing about it worked, except Magda and her crew. That worked, uh, That in fact, I really liked that a lot. I love that they have a deaf character. I love that they're using ASL in the zombie apocalypse, because that's important. That representation really matters. Also, I just think those two characters are super cruel. Just, they're awesome. But hey, everything else just didn't fucking work. I think that it's uh, very telling that the only part of the show that I'm really into right now, aside from Carol and Ezekiel, the only part of the show that I'm really into right now is like the new people, which you would not expect me to, to feel that way. But yeah the only part of the show that I'm really into. But like I said, if it had just been more different. So the only part of the show that I'm really into right now is the completely new element. And I guess the whisperers, although I, anytime this show adheres to the comics, it, I know Magda's from the comics, but anytime the show adheres to the comics, it's fucking irritating. And I'm not very excited about the whispers. I'm especially not excited about the pikes, which oh, I'm so worried about Ezekiel. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. And I don't want every one of these recaps to be a giant fucking rant. So I just don't think I want to do that. 
unless it's possible things will turn around in a big way next episode. It seems like next episode's going to be Daryl heavy. So I might have some things to say about that. I might do a brief recap, but I just think that you should not expect these to be done every week. I just don't want to do that. Not if things continue as they have been. And something that the beginning of the season did again is that things started happening quickly on screen and I sort of got past it. it. It's not that it stopped being a problem, but it was a problem that I could ignore. And this is a much bigger problem. And I just don't know if I'm going to be able to get past it, you guys. I just don't know. If, if nothing else, like, I have a very hard time forgiving writers for making a mistake this big and this un- this avoidable it's it's a it's a rookie fucking mistake it's a mistake that i would expect writers who were like i said i felt like i was i felt like i was watching something that was being written by somebody who's not terribly experienced just not terribly good at what they were doing and that's that is I don't feel like I'm in very good hands right now. I don't trust these people. And even when they've made bad choices before, like I mostly still kind of trusted them. Like I, I was like, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt because you've done things well before. But this is such a bad decision. And it is, it was so avoidable. And I think the justifications for it are so shaky that I just don't really trust these writers now. And it's a bad place to be. It's, it sucks because I feel like, I, I felt like my relationship with the show has been cooling in the past year and a half or so. A lot of that is just because I've been kind of emotionally traumatized in the way everybody else has. And it's been, you know, I'm kind of dead inside, but also I'm just this raw open wound. And it's been tough to care about a lot of things. And I've been caring about a lot of other things that I never wanted to care about way too much. And it's a lot of time a lot of my writing has become more difficult for me like I don't have the same rapturous experiences with fic that I used to it it used to be something I had to force myself to stop writing that's not happening anymore uh the stuff that I'm writing I think is good but it's not like coming out of a really deep place in me like I'll be yours for a song and safe up here with you and everything where it belongs did and I miss that so bad like I miss writing things like that so much and I, I just, I haven't, you know, I haven't been. And I knew that this relationship was not going to last. Relationships with fandoms are not like relationships with people. They're not lifelong. They just, they, they can't really be. You might never forget an experience you had in a fandom, but you always leave it eventually. And I knew that was going to happen. I, and I'm not, by the way, I'm not saying I'm leaving. I just, I knew my relationship with it was going to cool, that the intensity with which I was engaged in this fandom was not sustainable. You just can't keep that going. Among other things, I had to pick up some different priorities. I had to actually get back to work on some shit that I'd been neglecting because I was so into this fandom. And I knew that in some respects, shifting my priorities like that was going to be good. And in some respects, it was going to be sad. So I feel like I've kind of lost something in the past year and a half or so. But I am really feeling like that after last night. I, I just, I don't think I connect with this show on the same, on the same level anymore. And that makes me especially sad because, like, I still think there's a good chance Beth comes back. Like I said last week, I, I still think there's a really good shot. And I am feeling even more intensely what I was feeling before, which is, do I want her coming back to this show? So much has changed, but so much hasn't. All the, all the, all the wrong things have changed and all the wrong things have stayed the same for the most part. And I'm thinking about her coming back, and it's like, I, I don't know that I want her coming back to this show. Or, I mean, I do. I want to see her again. I want to be right, because I do, because fuck it, I'm petty and small and care about being right. But I, I just, I don't know how I feel about her coming back to a show that I don't really feel like is the show anymore. Well, one of the reasons why I, I think I want to start focusing more on uh, my, my season rewatch and more on reading fic is because I want to start connecting more with the stuff that made me fall in love with this fandom in the first place, which was the show, but even more, it was all of our writing and it was our headcanons and it was our enthusiasm and it was our feelings about these characters and all of that stuff in canon that made us fall in love with these characters and this, this story is all still there. Yeah, seasons one through eight are still there. 
Season four still exists. It still happened. It's still there to go back to whenever you want to. It's not like just a memory. You can revisit it in a very immediate and real way. And I kind of, I like, I want to get back into that. Like, I want to, I want to write The Good Stars more, which I just, you know, The Good Stars is connecting me so much with what I love about this show because I'm digging super deep into canon. I want to keep writing Howl because Howl is, Howl is very much at this point my story. It's an AU of an existing show. These characters, I think, are still recognizable as characters from the show. But Howl is so much my story at this point. I, I still I still suffer, by the way, from terror that nobody's even reading it anymore. Because <laughs> Partly because it's gone so far away from the show and it's so much my story now. I feel like that might have shed me some readers. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, whatever. But... I still care about that story and I want to keep writing it. Like I want, I want Beth to have her kids. I want to tell the story of the war that Beth is going to be part of. I, I want to tell the story of her journey through America to, to gather up an army, which she will be doing. Spoiler alert, but there's, there's going to be that and it's going to be cool. I want to, I want to have her visit these cities she's never been to. I want to see Daryl visiting places he never thought he'd go to. Uh, I, I want to see her connecting with new characters. I want to revisit old ones. There's so much stuff I want to do with that story that doesn't require me to be invested in the show as it is right now. And that's the stuff I want to get back to. I want to, I want to get back into that. I don't want to leave this fandom, and that's one of the reasons why I want to shift my focus. So that's probably what I'm going to be doing in the upcoming weeks. It's possible, like I said, that the show will surprise me and that things will start working out better and that I'll kind of get back into it. It's possible that um, they'll they'll be stumbling at the beginning, but they'll kind of hit their stride, and it will not be the show I wanted, but it will still be decent. It's entirely possible that that will happen. My opinion may change. I'm not locked into an opinion and determined not to change my mind. It would be great if the show did change my mind, but I'm not anticipating that happening. So again, I'm gonna I'm gonna start shifting my focus, I think. And hopefully you will come along with me on that and maybe even have more fun with that along with me than you would necessarily have with me just screaming into a microphone uh, every every week. Yeah. So how about those midterms? Just to, like I, I screamed at y'all to vote last week. Just let's all take a quick second and and not talk about the show and dwell for for a, a, a couple of minutes on a really happy thing which is we took back the fucking house like i we're still not going to be able to pass any laws cuz the senate won't let anything through even though it seems like maybe possibly depending on the 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 uh, result of the recounts and the current counts like they may only republicans may have only picked up like one seat one or two seats in the senate which is much less than people were saying on election night People were way too quick with their takes. They forgot that California takes 100 million years to count ballots and they should have just stepped back and chilled and waited to see what happened. Also, they didn't even anticipate the possibility of recounts. And it's like, this is Florida. It's fucking Florida. You know they're going to mess things up. But yeah, we took back the house, you guys. We have subpoena power. We can have hearings. We can bother the fuck out of this administration and we can stop them from doing any more damage except by executive order. And, and also judge appointments, but try not to think too much about that. Like, it's going to be another rough couple of years, but you know what? We proved that we can win, and we just got to keep fighting because we made so much progress. We elected so many amazing people. We took back so many state legislatures, so many governorships. It was an immense wave. We did so much more than people thought we could do. And yeah, people were anticipating a blue wave, but that was like a tidal wave. It was huge. It was much bigger than a lot of people were saying, even at the time. This is, this is, I think, a time for us all to be really optimistic and really pumped and to be really looking forward to the future and not, not kind of rolling back on our heels and resting because, oh, everything's going to be okay, because it's not. It's going to be shitty. The next two years are going to be shitty. Probably the next, next six, eight years will be shitty, even if we take back the White House, even if we take back the Senate, the White House, and hold the House. But we just, we have every reason now to be optimistic and to fight even harder. Things are going to get better, you guys. They're really going to get better. It's, they're not going to get better for everybody, not fast enough. So we're going to lose some people. Some people are going to get hurt. Some people are going to die. It's terrible. We need to protect everybody we can. We need to fight for each other. But things are going to get better. And I feel, you know, I don't feel good about The Walking Dead right now, but I feel good about that. So let's let's all feel good about that together. 
and 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 look to the future because there's a lot more to life than this fucking stupid zombie show. There's a lot more. I kind of wish there wasn't. The, immersing myself in it back in 20, 2014, 2015, that was a luxury and that I kind of knew was a luxury, but I don't think I fully appreciated at the time. I was able to immerse myself in something that that was that mattered, but ultimately, ultimately, in terms of quote unquote the real world, kind of inconsequential in the long run. Very consequential for me personally, but in the in the bigger scheme of things, kind of inconsequential. I was able to immerse myself in that at a time when I needed to, and that time is over now, and that's okay. It's okay for things to change. It's okay to to look past something and focus on bigger things and still retain the stuff that you love about that thing, to remember the things that you liked about it. Um, Another thing that I think we can all be feeling really good about is Bethel fandom is still going strong. It's like four years later now. You realize that? Like, that's huge. She, she, I, I still think, again, I think she'll come back, but I think there's a good shot at least, but she, she died four years ago. We haven't seen her. Regardless of whether or not she's dead, we have not seen her in four years. And there's been, you know, a lot of reasons to think maybe she won't come back, but we're still here and we're still writing fic and we're still making things and getting excited and hanging out together and having a good time. And that's, that means a lot. Like that's really worthwhile. It's, it's not good to care too much about something. It's not good to let something crush you inside when it doesn't go the way you want. And people who had to remove themselves for their own health, it's good that they did that. But it's also good that there's still people. And it's good that there's new people coming. There's, there's still new people getting into this fandom. And that's also super exciting. So I think the future is bright for us, too. I'm sure people will move in and out. And some people who are here now will leave. And that's okay. I'm sure I'll leave eventually. It's just how life works. But right now, things are still good. And I think we have a lot of things to feel happy about. So the, the, the stupid zombie show is not very good right now, but other things are. And I think that we should be focusing on those things. All right, I need to walk to CVS and deal with some medication issues. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, stop yelling at you and edit this and get it posted. Thanks a lot for listening. Thanks for putting up for my rant. Um, I'm sure I'll think of more things later that I meant to say that I didn't say. But like like always, shoot me asks on Tumblr. I'll try and answer them. I know I'm shitty about responding to some things, but I'll do my best. And yeah, let's, you know, let's keep up the conversation. And I'm really looking forward to getting back into the Rambling Dead. That's that's exciting. It, let, let's all look forward to that as well. I'm excited excited to dig especially into season two because writing the good stars has reminded me that i actually like a lot of season two there's a lot of season two that works pretty well but all right again thank you for listening thank you thank you so much i really appreciate you guys i appreciate that you're still with me yeah big 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 hug over audio big big hug and i will talk to you not sure i'll talk to you next week i'll try to but regardless i'll talk to you soon 